One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and the bees. I want wrestling. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. I'm Adam Wilmore from What Culture, and me, you've missed me. Uh, joined by Bill Chambers and Adam Nicholas from What Culture, talk about all the goings on in wrestling this week and look ahead to Money in the Bank this weekend. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to the What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on rest culture as i said though joined by phil and nicholas to look ahead to money in the bank the gang is back together gents great to see you all it's been a while yes as well and you've had two weeks off from wrestle culture now oh. and that's the best that you could do for the song <laughs> disgraceful all this time he's had to prep and that's what he's come up with who's the band who did it flying lizards <laughs> who's the band he's the band he doesn't even know that here's the gimmick here's the gimmick yeah, it was it was it was the flying lizards phil what's your second favorite flying lizard song about money one yeah the one about lizards i assume they've done a song about lizards they must have yeah Maybe. i prefer I no idea i prefer Summertime Blues, uh, their cover version of okay. Summertime Blues. Off Tell you what, I've missed this, you Googling during podcast. Yeah, it's good. As, <laughs> but I forgot how to fill podcast there. Just, just Google stuff in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> the radio host. Yeah. Let's go look at the, with let's the go sound look at the, of him typing. <laughs> <laughs> let's go and explore the Rocks filmography again. Let's do that. Oh. Oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? I've probably, probably added a few more in the, in the time I've been off. But Phil, thank you, uh, thank you to you and the Dadleys for uh, for taking care of WrestleCulture for the past few weeks. But we are here, gents. Money in the bank is this weekend. SmackDown is tonight. Most importantly, Phil, fans are back. Yay! No more Thunderdome. As I mean, it was fine, wasn't it? As a stopgap, but it's very good to get rid of that goddamn thing. Um, yeah, interested to see what a WWE crowd is actually going to sound like properly. We've heard at a couple of weeks of incredibly hot AEW crowds. Mm. Not entirely sure they're going to muster up the same amount of enthusiasm for WWE. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, uh, WrestleMania, obviously we had WrestleMania for WWE crowds, but that's WrestleMania. Yeah. But I do feel like. I mean, certainly, I saw WWE Live was coming to, to Newcastle in September. In theory, at least, Delta <laughs> Variant allowing. 
And I thought, do you know, I really want to go and see that. So maybe they'll take bloody anything right now, Nicholas. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> quite possibly. I think everybody's going to be just super stoked to be there. Although I do firmly believe, and as you know, you can tell us more about this, but this idea that you're just going to turn up and the show is just suddenly going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> is a real dangerous idea. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not going to be the fix, but I tell you what, it will be great to have fans back. And, I, you know, some of the moments that happened on Dynamite the other night, like, mm-hmm. were just made so much better by the massive, massive reactions that came from the fans. Yeah, it's, it is great to just have that rather than pop.wav that we've been stuck with for so long. And we had tastes of it, like I said, at WrestleMania, but that was very much just a little taste. Now it feels back full-time Again, for now, at least, because uh, it don't make me go back. But I do think that, that, you know, it's not all plain sailing. COVID is not quite over, despite what many people in government would like you to think. But yeah, I did uh, get very giddy, Nicholas. We uh, recorded the the sort of extended preview of Money in the Bank that me and Hamlet uh, did, which are going to be coming out tomorrow. I can probably tell we recorded it on Thursday, because I picked uh, Sonia Deville to win the women's black yeah. <laughs> match. Uh, news hadn't broken by the time uh, we recorded that quite clearly. But I was, yeah getting jazzed about not just money in the bank, but the fallout from that. And obviously the road to SummerSlam off the back of it. And, and like you guys say, just, Oh, just getting into it with, uh, with fans every single week at raw and SmackDown. And, and obviously, as you said, Phil, AEW dynamite. Um, it's, it's such an exciting time. How are you feeling about money in the bank, Phil? More importantly than any of that bollocks, how are you feeling about getting back into the office to do a live stream together? Phil and I will be doing the live stream on Money in the Bank hey, on Sunday night on our YouTube channel from the What Culture office. I'm so excited, Phil. Screw crowds being back. This is the return everybody wanted. Us <laughs> back in the bloody office. Uh, it's going to be very good fun. And as we, as it stands, it's only like six matches long or something. Oh. So I'm hoping for another one of those nice short little fun WWE pay-per-views crowds are back it's gonna be good fun yeah six six Surely. matches more than enough I don't know what they'd hoy on but they will find something they'll yeah. chuck on an IC title or a US title match or whatever but I hope they don't I think it's a it's a nicely balanced card right now it's like two title <laughs> matches two money in the bank matches and two matches I couldn't give a toss about uh, <laughs> but let's start with the, the money in the bank matches and then let's start Phil with the women's money in the bank ladder match because uh yeah, Ain't nobody earlier, meaner than Tamina. <laughs> earlier on today, I was recording the SmackDown preview with Sidgwick, and it just, I, I, presumably, with all the you know the rumors about Goldberg and Becky Lynch and all that that we were covering today on the news, I genuinely just hadn't seen it. Like last night, my Twitter timeline was dominated by people talking about AEW hitting a million for Dynamite. Missed this story completely. Yes, Tamina is the uh, eighth person, not Sonya Deville. Apologies in advance for our preview tomorrow, but I mean. Hamlet's prediction still stands, so that's all good. So you've got Asuka, Naomi. Hang on, I've just got to unplug this. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Selena Vega, Natalia, and Tamina making up the numbers. Phil, who's your money on? Uh, I don't know with this one. It's actually it's quite a tough pick. Um, I kind of... what the Well, I say they've been building up Liv Morgan. They've been allowing Liv Morgan to win the odd match on SmackDown, which is way more than they've done for the last year. Um, So, like, it feels like they're putting a lot of focus on her, but is that just going to be, like, a weird little SmackDown story that gets forgotten as soon as Money in the Bank's finished and uh, Alexa Bliss wins? I I think it's going to be one of those two. 
I can see it being Elixir Bliss, honestly, and her theming the Money in the Bank briefcase into some little jack-in-the-box thing and it going up on www.shop.com and there being new toys of it. I can see it happening. I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss for this one. Even though there ain't nobody meaner than Tamina. Yeah, I, I, I said... I love this Tamina thing, by the way. Like, on SmackDown, like, finally, they're debuting some new women on that roster that is incredibly lacking in women. So you get Shotzi Blackheart, sorry, Shotzi. You get Tegan Knox, sorry, Tegan. Oh, wait, no, just Knox, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. And you get, like, Zelina Vegas back. They're announcing Tony Storm is coming up at some point soon. Who do they put in Money in the Bank? The tag team champion, Tamina. <laughs> They tried to sort of crowbar the thing, didn't they? Of like, well, Natalia's in because she wants to be Kenny Omega of WWE and hold all the belts. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, she's a solid, she still can't put on a sharpshooter, but she's just a solid hand and fine. I'll, you know, at least you, you're still there going, well, it could be, it could be anyone. I mean, it's not going to be you, Naomi. I'm sorry. I love you. I wish it was, but it's not going to be you. It's not going to be Natalia, but, you know, the rest of them, possibly. And then, and then it's Tamina. Um, it's Tamina, you'll see pick? why they did this uh, announcement for Tamina, though, because people were getting a little bit excited about Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks returning. Then WWE were like, oh my God, it's going to be Tamina. Let's just announce it and get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Tamina, your pick, Adam Nicholas. First of all, Phil, what are you saying? That another wrestling company might have overhyped a surprise <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're getting at? And maybe. Yeah, Companies are learning from that. I don't know. Who would know? Almost like we've got years of experience in this department. Um, yeah, obviously, my pick's Tamina as well. It was a no-brainer the second she was put in the match. Uh, nobody is meaner or keener, but not so much greener anymore. Seems mm. like she's, you know, she's getting there. No, I don't think that wouldn't be my personal pick. Uh, I've got two that I think it could be because I think it would make sense. So this, you've got to understand, well, it'll mm-hmm. make sense if they do live Morgan more it because I feel like they've, whether they want to admit it or not, there's, there's like there's something there, isn't that? Like there is definitely something there. You can, you, it's tangible. Like people like Liv Morgan, and she's got the support, and it would be great. Which is probably why they're not going to do it. But I do think they could use that to their advantage. If it was me, there's a lot of people in there. I think you're right. It could be Alexa. I don't really want to even entertain this idea because it probably is going to be here. But yeah. for me, let's ignore that. Uh, it's too soon, I think, for um, for Nikki Ash to be getting something in that department yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna rule the tag team champions out for now because I don't yeah. really want to don't want to turn that either. Uh, Naomi would be great. It's not gonna happen. You're right. I feel like she's just overlooked all the time, and I don't think it's it now feels. It would almost feel like an empty gesture at this point after all the like the, the sort of build up, and I know she had a lot of negativity and going on on social media and stuff. I still don't feel like this is. I feel like she'd be better off leaving the company personally. But that's a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> I think it might be Zelina Vega. Yes! And I'll tell you why, because I think with her coming back, she's obviously, I know obviously she came back and like got beat straight away. But what I actually think though is use the Liv Morgan thing. Everybody wants it to be Liv. Do like essentially like a, something that the Miz would do. Liv Morgan is just about to win it, the whole thing. And Zelina nips in and steals it and grabs it. And she's like, because that would just be perfect for her character. The promo she could cut her in the briefcase feel like a good match. Um, which is mad that I'm not even speaking about Asuka because it's Asuka. Asuka's in there. <laughs> Just like, but that would be my choice, I think. Selena Vega to like screw Liv out of winning it if they're not going to go with Liv. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with both of you in terms of it's probably going to be Alexa, but mm. 
Oh God, I would have loved it to have been Sonia Deville. She'd insert herself into that. I, I, the storylines mm. just spread out in front of me for that one. But if it's not going to be her, uh, Liv Morgan would be great. But I, I'm agreeing with you, Nicholas. I think I think Zelina Vega could be a great one. And also, it could be, you know, not to get too inside baseball. With it, it could be a political thing of like, oh, we want you to come back. Well, if I'm that coming was, back, I'm getting a briefcase yeah. sort of thing. And that was one of my thinkings as well, because like at the end of the day, having a lose so early on just felt like a weird step initially. Mm. So like almost lose our momentum and then be like, ah, you didn't see us coming, did you? Yeah. Um, and get, not only lose as well, lose and then not be on TV yeah. the next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you remember that new person? <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, it's, it's a thing of, of also maybe going, well, let's get you used to being the one in the back briefcase holder and have you lose because that's what always happens with them. Although, can I just say, when Phil was talking about Alexa Bliss's briefcase, one scenario I will accept, Alexa wins and Bray is just her personal briefcase carrier that's his job <laughs> like that's it he doesn't do anything else he just carries a briefcase everywhere like a little minion she clicks her fingers and he tootles out all like worn like down he has the lantern of his own head yeah. but the briefcase <laughs> instead <laughs> with the briefcase here you are master here's the briefcase <laughs> uh nicholas in terms of the men's side of things then we've yes. got ricochet john morrison riddle drew mcintyre biggie kevin owens Kingsuke Nakamura and Colby, Seth Rollins. Is, is it happening? Like, am I getting too far ahead of myself in thinking that everyone's best friend genuinely has a shot at this? Everyone's, everyone's best friend is in Big E, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, that would be my... That's the person I want. I think it makes sense. This is the Liv Morgan thing again. It makes sense. This is the story that would arguably work perfectly in this. Yes, I know people say you might want a heel carrying your briefcases, but, you know, have a heel win the women's briefcase, have a face win the men's briefcase. Um, Big E would be definitely my pick. Although, out of all the other ones, there's a whole bunch of reasons, I guess, down the line. Owens, I'm just not so sure the one that they're going put to put it on him. Um, basically, everybody else in there, I feel like, has something going on. Uh, Shin... Shin King Nakamura essentially mm -hmm. is going to have like the whole King thing going on. He doesn't need the briefcase, let's be honest. Him and Boogs have got it all going on, having a great time. Why do I get this strange feeling? Like, despite the fact he's been involved in far too many things, they're going to put it on Drew. I don't know why. And then have Drew go and challenge because he obviously can't challenge Bobby. Like, it just feels like that would be something they'd, they'd be interested in, despite the fact that Drew's kind of felt a bit entitled inadvertently hmm. not his fault of course just the way he's been booked yeah obviously he's in the whole you know can't challenge for the title anymore etc etc thing right but did you see on raw this week it was basically preceded by them saying well this is what's gonna happen tonight they announced or they revealed on wwe shop a new toy it's drew mcintyre with a motorbike he could smash up and then you'll never guess what he did on raw he smashed up jinder Mahal's motorbike so yeah he's uh, clearly front and center in in their you know thoughts with regards to that I, I really hope it's not Drew. I love Drew like you mm. say but I think that he'd get the air of Roman from a few years through yeah. no fault of his own again yeah. a bit like Roman through no fault of his own the company like this is the guy you have to like it feels like it's I'll tell you what it is it's weird this Phil in terms of how little heels there are in this match it's what but john mm. morrison and seth rollins effectively both of whom you think well they're not winning it seth is probably going off to do edge stuff with him at SummerSlam, and morrison's 
doing moist stuff, I suppose, <laughs> at the moment. So it's probably not going to be him. Who's your Who's your pick, Phil? Well, I think whoever wins this, you can't put them up against Roman Reigns at some point because you can't keep having Money in the Bank briefcase people lose and you can't let Roman Reigns lose this sort of iconic reign that he's built up since he returned from a Money in the Bank briefcase cash-in. That's just, surely you want to give someone the proper rub of actually beating him on a big stage at a pay-per-view. So you've got to move someone over to Raw to do it. So I don't think Kevin Owens is really doing anything in this at the minute. Like he's been a bit lost in storylines, I guess. They had the Sammy versus Kevin Owens stuff that they came back to, but then he had all that thing about him going away for a bit and then he like went for two weeks and then he was all of a sudden back doing last man standing matches on SmackDown <laughs> inexplicably. Uh, so I don't think it's him. John Morrison, yeah, right. Ricochet, yeah, right. Uh, Seth Rollins, like you say, edge stuff. Nakamura has his own King stuff going on. Drew isn't the right character to do this with, I don't think. And the whole Bobby Lashley stuff, it just clouds it. I think he's just been, I hope he's just been thrown in there as a bit of a red herring. Riddle, though, they have been mm. pushing Riddle quite a lot yeah. recently. They love breaking up tag teams. It'd be a really interesting, well, I say interesting. It would, in WWE's eyes, it would be a really interesting way of putting in the sort of friction between. Um, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle because Randy Orton sees him as like he's going to be the next champion and things and gets jealous or whatever and then turns on him because they love doing that kind of thing. So that's always in the back of my mind of like, oh, they might just go the Riddle route and they do. Like he's got a hell of a focus on him on Raw at the minute. Um, but for me, it just has to be Biggie. Like surely you can't put him against Roman Reigns. That doesn't fit. But if there was talks of him moving over at some point during the draft and going back with the New Day... Um, and having them all on board, like not necessarily doing tag team stuff, but just having them back together. So Biggie wins it, moves over to Raw with the briefcase to challenge Bobby Lashley, which in itself would be a really, really good fun match. Um, and then beats Bobby Lashley at some point. And the New Day are all done. And you kind of do Kofi Mania 2.0, but this time with Biggie on everyone's shoulders. And it's just a big happy moment of the New Day, A being back together and Biggie being the champ, and everybody's happy except for us probably when it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we're all in, in, in unanimous agreement that we love it to be Big E. Uh, and the one thing that maybe puts a bit of a span in your plans, Phil, is 4.20 next year is a Wednesday, so no TV that night. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, they, they could sell <laughs> Riddle with his briefcase that every time you open it, smoke comes out. <laughs> uh, well, let's deal with it, the title matches. Uh, I want to uh, debate with you guys about potential surprise return. So it'll probably link into some of this. Uh, you mentioned, Phil, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. I tell you what, I moan about Raw on a more than once a week basis, but they've done a hell of a job building to this match and sowing a bit of doubt in people's minds that Kofi's genuinely got a shot here. Yeah, totally. Like uh, Xavier, okay, it was a surprise roll-up and he kind of got annihilated for most of the match, but he got the win in it. Um, and yeah, it's been a... It's kind of been one of those storylines that just kind of come out of nowhere, but actually been kind of entertaining and probably just because of the amount of talent that's in, involved in it with New Day and Hurt Business stuff. But I am quite enjoying it. And like I say, with the Big E tie-in, it just all fits in. Like everyone in the New Day kind of gets their shot. And then at the end of it, Big E comes in to save the day and defeat the evil psychopath Bobby Lashley. It just, it just fits. Just do it. Just do it. Please just do it. But yeah, Bobby Lashley's going to win 100%. <laughs> Or, oh, oh, hello, 
you forget who you're dealing with yeah phil this is wwe like what do they love doing they love destroying things don't do it they love it they absolutely love destroying dare. things don't i'm not saying it's gonna happen because i believe i believe wholeheartedly that bobby lashley is gonna win this match but what if Kofi Kingston Don't wins this match, <laughs> right? Because being, at, and by the way, I, I think the stuff they've done with the New Day and Bobby has been great. I really do. I think like they've managed to make something feel super fresh. That like, arguably on a show where nothing really these days feels super fresh. Um, but wouldn't it just be fascinating? Like, I think that would genuinely be fascinating. Like, Biggie finally gets the chance, but there have to be a reason why he wouldn't pick Roman. Do you know what I mean? The hat. And I haven't, I haven't, I don't know what that jigsaw piece is because, like, why would he after just go? But let's assume that for some reason he can't go after Roman and he's like, he gets his shot, but his shot has to be against Kofi Kingston. Like, for the, for, I mean, that's amazing. Come on, that's a good story. And as well in there, because you've got like Xavier Woods, he'll be like, maybe he wants to shout on it. I don't know how you get there, but wouldn't it be great to see a triple threat between those three for the championship? Man, ah, God, why would you said it out loud? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm hopeful for for anything to get Xavier Woods into the title picture. I'm yeah. not sure if that is the sacrificial lamb I want to go for, but yeah, the idea of I mean, you've got like two, three pay per view matches straight off the back. Like, let's say Biggie cashes in on the night, Kofi just wins and then gets murdered by by Bobby Lashley after the bell. Biggie just strolls out, jiggling down. Here we go. We're going to ruin all your dreams. Cash is in. One, two, three. Then you've got the rematch. Then you've got the rematch with Xavier Woods as a special guest referee with divided loyalties. And then you've got, like you say, the triple threat. Bill, I hate it, but it's really good booking, that, isn't it? I think they'd have to do it right. I mean, if anyone can do that, the New Day will have surely fantasy booked this in their own minds at some point. Um, but they've always said that they don't want to like split up just for the sake of splitting it up and having that match. They want to like stick together and just be the team that always sticks together. There has to be a way of them somehow still being friends throughout all of this. Like you can see little doubt and things that, oh God, maybe someone's going to turn. But like at the end of it, like they still have to be friends. That's all I want. It's, <laughs> when it's over with, they still have to be friends. Oh, but what about the visual image, no, Phil? What no. about the visual image of Big E as, who comes running down the ring to celebrate with Kofi because they're like, I've won the briefcase and you've won the thing. And Xavier, Xavier's like, and I'm here too. And <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great YouTube channel and they're all running around together and everyone's like, this is amazing. What a, a great moment this is. Like, what a picture. You know, he's got the briefcase, he's got the thing. Maybe he's got Kofi on the shoulders. And then he's like, oh, yeah, Xavier's on the floor posing like that. And then Big E just does the old boom, drops coffee, smashes the briefcase over Xavier Woods' head. And then, like, he's looking at them both. Everyone's going mad because it's a live crowd. They're going absolutely crazy. What's happening? How is this happening? And Big E's like, still dominating, destroys Xavier Woods to keep him out of the way. And then, then pins coffee. And, and oh. we're all sad for weeks on end. <laughs> Bill, I don't know about you, but I'm getting flashbacks to Too Cool in the Royal Rumble, where it was all going so well. <laughs> uh, right. I, I should point out, I hope that doesn't happen, but it's oh. quite tasty, isn't it? Yeah, please, God, no. Uh... <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, let's talk about uh, some of the other matches on this card. And, uh, well, what could well be the, the main event out of an Eclista match everyone's looking forward to. Rhea Ripley in, in Charlotte Flair. Uh, bothered about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Um, no, I'm genuinely... I don't really know what to make of this anymore. Uh, I just feel really bad for Rhea Ripley is what I feel at the moment. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like... Because she should totally win this one. Like, mm. she should totally win. And she should win it. Like, straight up. There shouldn't be any messing, should there? And that's still going to be something uh, that's going to like take a little bit more credibility away from her that she's already lost. Um, yeah, this is a match that's happening. Rhea should win, in my opinion. That's all I've got to say. Are you more bothered about the rumours about who could well be backstage on Sunday night? No. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's, they are probably a little bit more interesting, in fairness. Like, do you think we're gonna uh, let's talk? Let's talk briefly about surprise returns. Uh, do you think we're gonna get a, a Becky Lynch or a, you know, I think I think Gold, the rumor about Goldberg relates maybe to Monday. But do you think we could get something surprising on, on Sunday with with one of them or someone else? Potentially, it's just you. Do they want to? You know, do they want to sort of blow it all on that one mm. show? Like that's your dilemma, I guess. But I mean, you know, with the Becky, someone like a Becky backstage, there's always going to be something interesting that's just uh, I kind of hope they don't waste that on this match like as the reason why there's no finish because Becky comes out or something I don't know what but that sounds very them doesn't it um, I hope that doesn't happen and I hope they just don't put too much into this show because there's you know it's only night one isn't it really <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a marathon not a sprint I believe mm. someone once said um, Phil Rhea should win this but I do have a bit of doubt like Nicholas that it's WWE and they go ah Put it on Charlotte. We are really, really should win this. 
Needs uh, to. Again, needs to win this. It, none of this feud has made any sense. Like, I'm only rooting for Rhea because it's kind of the logical thing to do. I'm not rooting for Rhea because I like Rhea in this character, like at all. They've not given me anything to like. <laughs> I, I don't understand how they're expecting like fans to react to this match on the first show, first pay-per-view with like live crowd back. Like you've not given us a strong baby face and a heel. You've just given us two whiny heels, I guess. Somehow worse no than what sense. they did with her and Asuka, wasn't it? Because at least with her and Asuka, you were like, oh, I kind of like both of these. I'd, I'd like that. Yeah. not even given any story here, but here it is. They're, they're both detestable going <laughs> to this. At least if they do bring Becky Lynch back on this one, like, just let her, like, ring the bell and then Becky Lynch's music hits. She comes down and beats up both of them. Like, <laughs> don't bother with the match at all. We don't really need it. We've seen it before. Just have it ding, ding, ding. Oh! <laughs> she comes out. She beats the crap out of both of them. The whole crowd goes absolutely nuts. She holds the belt up high, chucks it down on the floor, wanders off as the man. Sorted. And then you've got two heels that Becky Lynch can face in upcoming events. That actually would You're make <laughs> that would make a genuinely really good match in terms of right, you, all you have to do then is go, Charlotte is the heel, Becky is the baby face, and yeah. Rhea Ripley, as they are try, I think trying to present her as is a tweener, but yeah, as of right now, it's just like, oh, I'm, I'd do a chub block on you. It's like, <laughs> oh, I don't care any about any of this. I'm desperate, like you say, Phil. I'm desperate. They've somehow booked her worse than they did in 2020. When this, oh, you know what? In their defence, though, it's not like they've got a really great narrative that already exists between yes. the both. They can play off, <laughs> isn't it? They're having to make this up as they go along because they've got nothing to work with. I mean, you and I, Adam, we both watch UFC and they stole their template from WWE who are really good at making video packages when you've got a story to tell from pre-existing footage and narratives and matches. So the UFC are doing that really well because that's what they do. They'll sell a match based on the fact that literally, oh my God, this video package does itself. And here we are. We have it all in the locker and we just like, nah, why would we want to do that? Or as, silly. You, as you point out, Phil, maybe they will. Maybe on Sunday night, they'll go the, the story rivalry between these two and I'll forget Charlotte Flair took the title off uh, Rhea Ripley. And then I'll be going, you'll be sat there like, like you did the other time. <laughs> so going, wait a second, what was all the beat the clock stuff? You're just not mentioning that now. <laughs> so they'll just not mention what Rewrite happened. history and, oh, look at this great story we told. <sighs> they, they did it with Sasha versus Bianca. They've, they've done it with quite a lot of things recently. Yeah, just rewrite history and everyone will just remember the video package because that's how WWE thinks we work. How are you feeling about surprise returns this weekend, Phil? Like, I'm, I'm giddy enough as is, let alone hearing, you know, rumours of Becky Lynch and, you know, Cena and Goldberg, not necessarily, you know, obviously on Sunday night, but just feel like they're going to start pulling the trigger on quite a few of these over the next few days and weeks. Yeah, they've definitely got to do a few leading into SummerSlam. I mean, but they've already pretty much sold out SummerSlam as well, just on the basis of it being SummerSlam. Um, but you've got like Sasha Banks at some point has got to return in there as well, like maybe on um, Friday, well, tonight on SmackDown. Um, I think they definitely need to trickle them. Like, let's not just go mad and chuck them all out at once, <laughs> uh, which I could also see them doing. But I don't know about at the pay-per-view. Like... I don't know why. I'm just getting a feeling like, like I think it may be the Tamina announcement that like that was the one spot that, oh, they could have done something fun with on the show. And now they're just like, I oh, know it's just Tamina. 
And now I've got a feeling they're just going to have it as a straight pay-per-view and then start doing the things in the build-up to SummerSlam once they've got this out of the way. But I don't know, don't know why. <laughs> yeah, in fairness to WWE, like I say, as much as I'd love to see Becky Lynch come out and confront, you know, the winner of the, the Raw Women's Championship match or, or Goldberg or Brock or whoever it may be, you know, in the WWE Championship picture or Cena, you know, after, after Roman maybe beats Edge. We'll talk about that in a second. In fairness to them, I think Money in the Bank sells itself. If I was not doing this as a job, I would 100% be going, I'm staying up and watching Money in the Bank and I don't need the tease of Becky Lynch being backstage or anything like that because I, I love Money in the Bank. And even if this wasn't the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, if this was bloody, not Hell in a Cell because that's dreadful, but Fast Lane, for example, I'd be like, I don't care, fans are there. And yeah, yeah, fantastic. I'll watch it regardless. So yeah. And sort of a part of that, the giddiness is... I don't really know what they're doing with AJ Styles, Omos and, and the Viking Raiders, Phil. Like, I assume they're going AJ Styles and Omos to retain the titles and then maybe at SummerSlam have RK Bro face them. But then, like you say, Riddle could win the briefcase. That puts it all up in the air. Yeah, the RK Bro thing seems like the most logical route to go with, but they, they've done very little with AJ and Omos as the tag champs since they got it. And I don't know why. Like... It's they're really, really good and yeah. entertaining. And like, even when they first won it, they weren't on TV for like two or three weeks or something before, like after Mania. And I don't know what they've been doing other than WWE hates tag teams is the only like, <laughs> st- logical thing that I can think of. Um, and now the Viking Raiders are back and kind of been thrown into this out of nowhere, which doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, I'm assuming it's going to be a really good fun match because the Viking Raiders are absolutely brilliant. AJ Styles is AJ Styles and Omos is going to do something cool because <laughs> he always does. They seem to have booked him quite well so far. Um, but it just seems to have come out of nowhere and there's no real logical storyline to it. And it's just they felt the need to have an AJ Styles match on the card. And that's kind of why it's there. This this isn't on the card, is it, if Bailey doesn't get injured? Because Bailey gets injured. They make yeah, that, that match with Carmella for Friday night. And then they go, oh, bollocks, we need another match on the card. Right, that match that was going to go on on Monday, because I think they alluded to that in the tape yeah. raw. And then they said, that is probably why, actually. Yeah. On Sunday, <laughs> that's what it was. So <laughs> I, I think it's a relatively straightforward title defense. But regardless, yeah. there's going to be some mad old spots in there with Big Jordan, the Viking Raiders. Yeah, it's good to have the Viking Raiders back. We love the Viking Raiders here as well. Another tick for the WCPW counter as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any any doubts about the result, Nicholas? No, I feel like it should be it should be Styles and almost like you say, it's weird because it, the Arcade Bro stuff. It feels like they, if they were in this match, like if they were the ones, then it would I would maybe say a change would be happening because that would be a switch you could see happening. But you just wonder if they're gonna they might do that later down the line. But I feel like the Viking Raiders are like good enough to be the champs. It's just the timing seems to be not mm. like it's just not on their side at the moment, is it? No, exactly. Uh, right. Let's conclude with a match that, I mean, if it's not one in the bank, it probably this will be the main event of the night. Uh, you sense it probably will be actually. Roman Reigns, Adam Nicholas versus Edge. One on one. Could he do it? Could Edge become universal champion? I'm asking you because if anyone thinks he can, it's you, I assume. You would be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. I mean, I'm, I will never, ever, ever turn down Edge winning anything big, ever. Even if it was a raffle, I'd be up for him. But 
I think this would be weird for them to do it now. <laughs> um, it would be very strange. As I think it was Phil alluded to earlier, like this feels like when Roman does finally lose this belt, it's going to have to be monumentally big. And I love Edge. I love Edge. And it would be monumentally big for me. I don't know if it would be mon- monumentally big for everybody else in the way, perhaps, that um, maybe the thought of it. Did I, is it... The, this is so the money in the bank pay per view. Just out of curiosity, where is it actually on us? What what what's the place that it's on us? Is it in Houston? Or am I making that up? Or is that SmackDown that's on in Houston? Fort Worth, Texas. Texas. The Dickies now, is, Arena. Did Edge not fire out a tweet or something about how was that not where the Rumble was or something like that in twenty twenty? Now, because you know how WWE likes this kind of stuff, and Edge likes poetic stuff as well, doesn't he? Like, he's big into, like, everything tied together, man, because it's all yeah. about the energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so wouldn't it be interesting if they were like, oh, it's the same place as the Rumble, where he came back, where he got that insane massive pop. Why don't we just get another insane massive pop <laughs> for Edge? Um, I, don't think, I don't think they should do that, but I will not be upset if they decide to do that, put it that way. Any chance, Phil? No. <laughs> not at all just Roman Reigns and it has to be Roman Reigns yeah. I do worry that there is a chance of shenanigans happening and Seth Rollins coming out and interrupting at some point and I know we've kind of booked <laughs> shenanigans for every match other than the AJ Styles and Elmo's one so far <laughs> but it is WWE so we're just going by what we know um, but they've got to set up the Seth Rollins thing somehow they had that really nice little moment on Smackdown obviously um but whether Seth does something on the SmackDown after Money in the Bank or tonight or on the pay-per-view itself is what I'm mainly worrying about. I think AJ, right, I mean, Roman Reigns has already pretty decisively beaten Edge, <laughs> let's say, at WrestleMania. Just so I guess bit. he could get away with a bit of shenanigans <laughs> in this one. <laughs> However, there's a, you've put something, like a little something in my head here. What if, what if Seth wins the Money in the Bank and cashes in on this match tonight? And then Edge doesn't win, and he's pissed off again that someone else did a triple threat oh. on him when he had a chance for the title shot. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Because that was his biggest gripe with Ryan was that he inserted himself in the match at Mania, so Edge didn't have his singles, singles match with Roman. Imagine if Rollins denies him again. Roman still wins, though, because it's Roman. It's Roman. <laughs> One of the bank refers gone, and then Edge and Rollins have a match at SummerSlam as a result. If Rollins did his thing like he did at Mania where he turns it into a triple threat exactly, match at the yeah. end of the match, but yeah, then Roman go. pins Edge. <laughs> yes. Uh, you get away Rollins with just Seth gets being like, out the oh, equation. Sh- <laughs> oh, <just> sorry. <laughs> 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 but that is what he would be thinking in that moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah right, that's how you do Right, that's how you do I do kind of like that. Although yeah, you're I, booking another Money in the Bank person to lose and you've done that quite a lot, but... Yeah. As long as you don't do it with both briefcases. Yeah. 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 Not with both briefcases. <laughs> Go 50-50, but with the briefcases is the most WWE <laughs> thing ever. Um, yeah, I've got to agree with you on that. I think I think Roman Reigns is retaining. I have a pretty wild suggestion for the conclusion to that match, but if you want to know what that is, you're going to have to listen to the extended uh, preview easy. of our Money in the Bank predictions preview podcast thing with me and Michael Hamlet tomorrow. It gets better. I know I said Sonia Deville's going to win all this money in the bank ladder match. At least I am booked Sami Zayn to win this one, eh? Uh, as much as I would like him to. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you uh, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. That'll be out tomorrow. And let us know your thoughts and predictions for Money in the Bank on Twitter at What Culture WWE. But enough of all this. 
It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Dundee Ben. Dundee Ben? Dundee Ben. Not sure. Anyway, uh, if you're on your name association with the hashtag bloody good quiz, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes. Leave us a five star review uh, and I'll mention you along with this week's quiz, uh, which uh, this week is, of course, about money in the bank. Dundee Ben writes, when the description of the podcast is Adam and Michael, I have no idea how the podcast will go. Both Michaels are truly great for their own very different reasons. And I appreciate the work you do. Don't always agree with Cedric. <laughs> Well, I enjoy his animated opinions and often witty takes. I find Hamlet provides great insight, especially with AEW. Often agree with his opinions, both positive and negative, and reassuring when I haven't liked a segment to hear someone else didn't like it, and it wasn't that it just went over my head. Overall, most importantly, they uh, all the guys on the podcast um, and uh, Adam, the Dadly Boys, and others seem like really decent guys and enjoy hearing them talk about wrestling and their in- insights. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Ben. We will continue to do that sort of thing. Uh, by the way, if you want more of Sidgwick and his takes, we've got a podcast coming out on Sunday this week all about when or if, well, when uh, AW will surpass WWE. Really interesting chat about the well, forthcoming a few months for both companies because whoa, goodness knows what's going to happen. But gents, Phil, by the way, thank you for taking care of the quiz for the last couple of weeks. I very much enjoyed the... No worries, Dadley's, it was good, Ben. The Dadleys head-to-head last week. How well do they know each other? Uh, and uh, the... Whoa! Some of the WWE magazine stuff. Hey, chicks can act. Right, that's not me. That's what, <laughs> who said that? Stone Cold. Stone oh. Cold said that back in 1997. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really was gimmick by numbers for some of them, wasn't it? Uh, how can I talk about my cack as part of answering these questions? Thanks, Valvinus. Good work. <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved those personality profiles. They are incredible. Yeah. This better yeah. be a big, good quiz, by the way. You've had two weeks to write this now. Well, it's 10 questions, multiple choice, shy name. Wait for me to come to you. It's all about money in the bank. But as it is about money in the bank, I hey. thought I'd just sprinkle something a little bit different here on one of your questions, you can choose to activate money in the bank. And I will get rid of two incorrect answers, giving you a 50-50 shot. Because as we know, money in the bank, you know, helps. But it could also be, you could be bloody Damien Sandow. You could mess it up on the grand stage. If you get it wrong, the point will obviously automatically go to your opponent. You can use that on one question each. Do you both understand? And are you both ready for this week's bloody good quiz? Yes. Yes, although okay. that is a very, very generous interpretation of money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> just can't just grow on that. Come on, <laughs> there we go. That'll work. Uh, question number one. You probably don't want to use your cash in on this one. Question number one. What is oh, the hang on. Money- do we do that when you have to do your cap? Like once you've heard the question once, and once the answers, yeah, you have to wait. You, it's not like activating your joker before a round in a quiz. Just once, if you shout your name, if I come to you first, you can say, "I can use." I'd like to use my cash in at that point. Yeah. Okay. Question one: What is the money in the bank cash in percentage success rate? Is wow. it eighty three percent, eighty five percent, eighty seven percent, or eighty nine percent? Nicholas. 85. It's not 85. Ooh, I'll pass it over, Phil. That's what I was going to say, too. 
I'll go 83 then. It is wow. 83%. Nice. Uh, yeah, some been iffy track record in there. Let's hopefully get some back on track, as we said, this year. Question number two. Who did Edge knock off the ladder before claiming the first Money in the Bank Ooh. briefcase? Was it Kane, Christian, <laughs> Chris Jericho, or Chris Benoit? Phil. Uh, I should know this. You should. Uh, is it Jericho? It's not Jericho. I'll tell you what, I thought it was Jericho. That was going to be my answer. Um Come on, Brian. Uh, Christian feels poetic, but maybe, maybe he wasn't ready for it, Christian. Who was the other options? Benoit and uh, Kane, Christian, or Chris Benoit? I'll go for Benoit, please. It was Chris yes. Benoit who'd. Uh... I think he just knocked Kane off and then he got twatted with a chair by Edge. Up he goes. The really crap looking leather briefcase up there. <laughs> not all branded back then. It was just a sodden briefcase. That was, who's got a briefcase? Do we need to bring a briefcase? Oh, bollocks. Uh, you, Steve's. Uh, right. One each after two questions. Okay. Question number three. Carmella holds the record for longest time with the briefcase. I'm not including the Miz because it's like combining the Miz and Otis is too much for my brain, basically. So <laughs> how long did she hold it for? Was it 267 days, 273 days, 280 days, or 287 days? Phil. Nicholas, go on, Phil, you have it. Uh, 273 it's not 273. Uh, I will pass it over to Adam Nicholas. What was C and D? What were they? 280 or 287? Ooh, brother. I'll go for 280, please. It's not 280. It is, in fact, 287 days. Uh, Dolph Ziggler held it for 267 days. Edge held it for 280 days. And Seth Rollins held it for 273 days. Carmella held it for 287 days. Question. You're like getting that money's worth out of that briefcase, don't they? Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Question number four. Who won the first Money in the Bank match held at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view? Was it Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Poon, or Jack Swagger? I had an answer on my head there, and it's none of those. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Who was? Oh, go on. Uh, the Miz. <clears throat> it's not The Miz, ah. Phil. So the other three options are Swagger, Bryan, or... Poon. Poon. Oh... Swagger. It's not Jack Swagger. I can tell you the Miz did win Money in the Bank at the first Money in the Bank pay-per-view, but he won it after Kane Ah. had won it in the Ah. opening match of the night and then cashed it in like two minutes later when Rey Mysterio uh, won. So uh, after four, it is still one each. Question five. We is experts. (laughs) (laughs) What did... Respected website, whatculture.com, <laughs> rank as the worst money in the bank cash-in. 
was it? Baron Corbin, Jack Swagger, Damian Sandow, or Brock Nicholas? Lesnar? Nicholas. Got to be Baron Corbin. Got to be. It is Baron yeah. Corbin. Uh, yes. I mean, they're all... I mean, Jack's a bit harsh on Jack Swagger. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just unfortunate his, wasn't it? It was like one of those things. This is something I always think about, climbing ladders and doing stuff like that. They never, like, not well, nine times out of ten, don't get a massive chance to rehearse those things, do they? So you're going up thinking, like, oh, I'll just unclip this. It'll be really easy when <laughs> you get there. And it's just like, I can't do it. <laughs> you got to cash in afterwards. Uh, shout out to Darren Highland, who wrote this article uh, the end of last year. Uh, number 10, worst cash-ins, Daniel Bryan at TLC 2011. Okay. Number nine, <laughs> yep, I agree with this. Me and, uh, I think me and Nicholas sat through this. Braun Strowman, Hell in a Cell, 2018. <laughs> possibly, yeah. I've just realised I was going on about Swagger's winning of the briefcase. <laughs> that was bad enough. That was Completely a, unrelated, yeah. That was a harbinger <laughs> of things to come, though. Uh, yeah, Braun Strowman, because that was a, a cash-in in advance, wasn't it? And Brock just came down and murdered them both, and everyone went, thanks for coming, goodbye. And we were like, sorry, is that yeah. finished? Is that the end of the yeah. show? Uh, eight, John Cena at Raw 1000. Of course, uh, oh, the big show cost him, and then the the, the Rock. Yeah. And the, yeah blah, blah. Seven, Sheamus, Survivor Series 2015, that shot of Roman Reigns looking sad amongst all the confetti. <laughs> Six, Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Five, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> with the Brock Party briefcase. Four, Brilliant. Alberto Del Rio at SummerSlam. Uh, three, Jack Swagger. Two, Damien Sandow. One, Baron Corbin. And speaking of Damien Sandow, by the way, you can't use your Money in the Bank briefcase on this one because there's only two options already. But <laughs> speaking of Damien Sandow, John Cena beat Damien Sandow with one arm. Which <laughs> was Cena's bad arm, though? Was it his left or his right? Oh, I don't know. I don't even think I remember seeing this. Uh... Phil, left. It was his hey. left arm. <laughs> it was already slightly damaged. Then Sandow beat him up and like twatted him with a briefcase and used a chair on it. And then, yeah, John Cena just beat him. <laughs> Thanks for that, Damien. Right, four questions to go. <laughs> Two each. Both of you still got your money in the bank briefcase. Okay. Next question. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not going to end up using this briefcase. I've, I'd, already, <laughs> I'd already forgotten about it, to be honest. <laughs> question seven. Which of these people didn't Dolph Ziggler defend his Money in the Bank briefcase against? Chris Jericho, CM Punk, or John Cena? I don't know this. Me but I'm going to guess. Nicholas, I'm going to guess. CM Punk. It was CM oh, Punk. Oh, just yeah. pulled it on me hot straight out of there. <laughs> he defended against uh, Jericho in a, I think, career versus contract match. And then obviously Cena, I think that was in and around the time. Cena dropped poo on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. As defenses uh, of the briefcase. Not as bad as Otis's, obviously. That was just heartbreaking. But at least they got a good storyline with Tucker. Yeah. Question eight, uh, three, two. How many Money in the Bank matches has Kofi Kingston competed in without winning? Five, six, seven, or eight? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. <laughs> Who's Phil. 
There you oh, go. Phil, <laughs> do you want to use your briefcase? Yes. Well, oh, Phil. Let's use the briefcase. Okay. Computer, please take away two <laughs> wrong answers, leaving one. Okay, Phil. The computer, the very sophisticated, expensive new what culture computer, has taken away one right answer and one wrong. No, uh, two wrong answers. <laughs> To leave you with this. So if you get it wrong, the point will automatically go to Nicholas. That's the danger of the Money in the Bank briefcase, oh. as we all know in Come real on, life. Come on, Phil. You got uh, this, Phil. How many Money in the Bank matches has Kofi Kingston competed in without winning? Is it five or seven? Ooh. Oh, you tease. Look at him. He hasn't even done side-by-side side ones. Right. I'm going to go with seven. I had seven in my head, but I had no Good idea. idea. So go with seven. I think you're on a winner. He has been there a long time. You have hit the school crushing finale. One, two, three. Correct, Phil hey, Chambers. Yeah. Seven matches. He's competed without winning. Same as Kane, well, but at least Kane won one, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> three each. Two questions to go. I tell you what, it's impressive having the same as Kane with anything in WWE, I think. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, okay. Question nine. Which, I'm going to use this. Legend, <laughs> did we see first in last year's Money in the Bank match? Was it Ooh. Doink the Clown, oh, God. Love, oh, Stephanie God. McMahon, or Vince McMahon? Phil, do you remember our Money in the Nicholas. Bank? Nicholas. Oh. oh, Nicholas. Are you going to oh, use hello. your briefcase? Hello. No, hang on. You've, I feel like you've just done Phil a kit by there. Ask him a question right before. <laughs> <laughs> Quizmaster's had a mare, yeah. <laughs> now, I, now I'm in a situation, aren't I? Because, you know, um, oh, do I just throw this? No. Um, I'll go with my answer instead. You don't uh, need your briefcase? Well, I mean, for the people at home, I sort of go on, why not? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Here we Otherwise, go. Okay. I would have still had it at the end of this quiz, so let's go. Computer, uh, please take away two wrong answers. To leave one correct answer. I like this giving. I might keep it. Let's go forward. Okay. Adam and Nicholas, which legend did we see first in last year's Money in the Bank match? Was it, I mean, not, not really doing the clown, but doing the clown or Brother Love? <laughs> oh, you swine. Those are the two I was. Those are the two <laughs> that I was picking between. Because remember that really terrible Stephanie one where she was clearly at home? Yep, yep. <laughs> Dana, that's the wrong briefcase. <laughs> hey, look at me in this next shot. Um, right. Now. I will say, as you're deciding here, I haven't gone back and watched it because I didn't want to point myself through the torture okay. of it. So I should say, <laughs> which legend gets mentioned first in Wikipedia's write-up of the Money in the Bank ladder? <laughs> What's the score at the minute? So in theory, if I get this wrong, we're going to a tie or... Three all. So if you get it wrong, the point will go to Phil, but there's still one one question right. left. That'll make it quite interesting, won't it? So yep. either way, this is interesting because it becomes 4-3. Yep. All right. Okay, so I'm not too worried now. I will say then, I'll go with what was originally in my head, which I'm now starting to doubt. I'll go with Doink the Clown, please. Or whatever that thing was that was definitely wasn't Doink the Clown. <laughs> Adam Nicholas goes for his finisher, but Jinder Mahal reverses it and pins him. It was, in fact, according to Wikipedia released, Brother Love, I love you, with Rey Mysterio walking out of a toilet or something. 
<laughs> I've tried to forget <laughs> it if I'm honest, Phil. That was a it was a weird time. Yeah, it's fair. It was oh, yeah. that's right. You two watched it live, didn't you? Yeah. That was the thing. I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll say this, Phil. It's a short pay-per-view, so I, I like really that. Really short pay-per-view. I love it. <laughs> uh, right, final question. 4-3 to Phil Chambers as a result of that. And my favourite question on this week's quiz. I will give you options for this, by the way. What is the most popular month for cash-ins? I honestly thought this was <laughs> going to be an unrelated question to... <laughs> Is it June, July, August, or October? Ooh, ah, I mean, that's this really is a shot in the dark, isn't it? Mm. Only a fool would go first. <laughs> who, was, who was behind on the points? And yes. <laughs> what was my options again? June, July, August, or October? Right, trying to reverse engineer this the way you've constructed yeah. this. I'll just watch you both <laughs> waiting for each other to blink. Uh, I'll remind everyone that we are doing a Money in the Bank live stream on Sunday night on YouTube. Join myself and Phil Chambers live from What Culture Towers for that one. I can't wait. I'm going to be, you think I've done impressions for a while on these live streams or done any loud voices? Yeah, we're getting kicked out of that building, even though we sodding own it when I'm finished on Sunday. <laughs> Phil, Ooh. why on, not? Phil. June, oh, July, yeah. August or October? Wow. Ah, see, I was trying to think of like long rains and then like maybe, maybe June. Yeah. <laughs> it had all gone round and Money in the Bank wasn't always in July, was it? It was a bit later on in the year. So that would kind of work out. But then before you like said the answers, I had like SummerSlam in my head. But I don't know if that's like too short a time i don't know oh, is it was money in the bank after summer slam <laughs> so i'm gonna stick and the, but then you've thrown in the october one which is where what happened to september <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna stick with around summer slam only because i was at one summer slam and alberta Rio cashed in so i'm gonna go with august the best month of the year officially Got but me. not the most popular month for ah. fashion. Oh, sugar. <laughs> so what we got left then? We got July and June. June, July um, or October. Well, you see, I'm trying to think if you've become so smart that you would put October in there as a double bluff because leaving out September draws attention to October which yeah. is what he wanted. But then does he know that we're going to know that? Because he's realised he's... I've been spending my two weeks going <laughs> yeah. to psychology yeah. classes. That's it. Really studying game theory. And <laughs> really studying it. Like, he has become intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like, he took to two believe. weeks off. Just so clear he could never do this yeah. to me again. <laughs> I guess yes, I'll phone you. a friend and get Adam Cleary to come in here. Just... <laughs> All right. Uh... I can tell you there have been three August cash-ins, two of which were successful. The other one was Baron Corbin getting all the budget in the hall. And yes, it was. Well, I'm going to go with what I thought Phil was going to go with uh, and then be really mad when you have outdone us both with October. Uh, I'm going to say July, please. Well, I can tell you that October did have a cash-in but it was an unsuccessful one. I think I'm very certain October 
the only occasion in October was Damien Sandow, who mm. failed miserably to win the World Heavyweight Championship. We're on to you. <laughs> so October was, we were right then, you were just... That yeah. was just in there. Yeah. I think I think fairly certain. Uh, two weeks called... of game theory. It's just Ramesh. too predictable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, pray for you. We've already won, basically, first one. There's, there's, yeah. October, I think, is the, basically, therefore, the worst month to cash in, because there's only been one cash in, it was crap. Uh, I can tell you, the most popular month for cash-ins is... <gasps> June! <laughs> June! It's June! Oh, the wound! The wound! My first yeah. guess was right. I've only just gotten over the heartbreak of England, man. Don't be doing this to me. Just like, <laughs> just give it to me straight. Not just teasing me along. Uh, five, if I'm not mistaken, five cash-ins in June uh, compared to three in July as he's trying to rapidly do these math maths. Uh, yeah. Alexa Bliss cashed in in 2018 in June. Uh, Brock cashed in in July, of course, Extreme Rules. We had... Uh, Dean Ambrose cashing in at Money in the Bank, of course, in June of 2016. We had John Cena failing to cash in at Raw 1000 in July. We had Kane successfully cashing in in July in Money in the Bank. But then early on, it was all about June. Rob Van Dam in June of 2006. CM Punk in June of 2008 on Monday Night Raw. And CM Punk again in June of 2009. Extreme Rules. It was June so I can tell you that Phil Chambers is the winner of the big money in the bank quiz, which means you get to do the live stream with me on Sunday night. <laughs> Yay! Yo, Adrian, we did it. <laughs> uh, right. Let us know how you got on on the quiz. Uh, let us know how you're feeling ahead of money in the bank. Just let us know how you're feeling. At what culture WWE? <laughs> Watch there, you can follow all three of us. You can follow <laughs> Phil Chambers at Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Adam Nicholas at It's Adam Nicholas, and he has hope and boys. It's not a five hour pay per view, that would be a real shame, wouldn't it? And you can follow Adam Wilborn at Don't do this, Nicholas. Follow <laughs> me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all. I'm already. At... Already annoyed enough that WWE have some for some reason moved their pay-per-views back to 8 p.m. Eastern, which puts mm. it back to 1 a.m. start for us. And I've got a feeling AEW is ruining everything about yeah, this tiny say, little sneak peek, sneak peek at what culture towers Phil James went. It's on at 8 p.m. Is this AEW's fault? <laughs> so, God damn it, you bastards. Thanks. Thanks, sweet TK. You've ruined everything. <laughs> uh, follow us all at What Culture W, as I said, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Tomorrow, the extended preview of Money in the Bank, aside from a bit of me talking about Sonia Deville potentially winning it with myself and Michael Hamlet. Sunday, me and Michael Sidgwick chatting all about AEW potentially surpassing WWE. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, you will be notified when our Money in the Bank review with myself and a very quiet Michael Hamlet because he's going to be at home. I'm going to be screaming the f***ing office down uh, on, well, some, I was going to say Sunday night, Monday morning, more than likely. Uh, our review of that will be out uh, by the time you wake up, probably on Monday. So subscribe to What Culture Wrestling Without. But this has been Wrestle Culture. Great to have the gang back together. My thanks to Phil Chambers, to Adam Nicholas, to you for joining us. Enjoy Money in the Bank, and we will see you soon. Wrestling. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.